Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cannabis Enlightened with your host, Dr. Leroy. The, today, we have what I consider a very, very interesting guest. Now, in the past, we've had people that have been coming to the cannabis space from perhaps an academic or an analytical standpoint. But today, we have someone who has lived the life. He is a very dynamic individual. Thank you. Um, he has had a number of experiences in life. And he's here to share where he's been and what he's all about with us. Uh, his name is Deontay. I met yeah. Deontay about a week ago here at March and Ash. Um, he is an employee of March and Ash, and um, from what I've been able to uh, ascertain, uh, an up-and-coming employee that uh, they plan to have with them a long time. And part of that is because of his background and what he brings to um, the business of cannabis and what he brings to March and Ash. So without any further ado, I'm going to ask Deontay to introduce himself and Tell us a little bit about him and his background. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> the introduction was phenomenal. But um, yes, Deontay Grayson is my full name. I'm uh, originally from Portsmouth, Virginia. Uh, my mom was in the military for 20 years. I was raised in Norfolk until I was seven. She got stationed out here. And San Diego changed my life. You just don't understand how much I love San Diego coming out here at that age and the time in the 90s. 98 was a great year. Um, Marching Nash is something I want to give a huge shout out before I get into anything first. Because without Marching Nash, I promise you, like my life completely changed because of Marching Nash. And I, I couldn't thank Brett and John enough for what they gave me and the opportunities. And I love them to death, and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. But yes, I've been through a lot. <laughs> I've been through a lot. Too much to talk about. And you know what I like is that I don't carry it. You know what I mean? I like that you can hear it from me. or you can, you know what I'm saying? So, so Deontay, can I go back for a moment? You talked about somebody that I happen to think this group of people are very important. You happen to talk about your mom in passing there, and she was in the military. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about her? Yeah, my mom, um, tough lover, for sure. She only cried about three times in my life. And, um, well, so she got raped in the military, you know, and... Me and my mom don't have a close relationship because of that. When I was a kid, I was a compulsive liar. You know, I was uh, just lying just to lie. And my mom didn't like that, you know what I mean? And um, I found out she'd been lying to me my whole life when I become the most transparent person ever, you know? And it hurt me to figure that out. I'm a guy that actually do think about who his dad is and kind of wishing I had that fatherly love, you know what I mean? Rest in peace to my Uncle Kenny before I get into that too. Okay, so uh, her lying to you was, do you feel like that was about love, though, too? You know, I don't blame my mom because I do understand that she comes from a certain time where being transparent wasn't the thing. You know, you go to school, you go get a career, and you follow a blueprint where I come from a generation of parents where we're very transparent. And it's not about being transparent with doing things around them. It's about what you talk to them about and being honest with them and letting them know that I love you and that I can go any day and you can go any day, so let's live every day. You know, I don't spank my kids, man. I don't spank my kids at all. So you brought in another faction. You have children. 
Yeah, I got a daughter named Tomorrow and a son named uh, Jaden. A daughter named Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't name my son Jaden because, I mean, Deontay, a junior. I didn't feel like I deserved that. I didn't feel like I deserved for my energy to be duplicated into a junior. I, I'm not proud of the stuff I did, and I don't want JJ to make the decisions that I did to survive. So I wanted him to have his own energy. But, like, tomorrow, like, it's something about having a girl. She gave me something to look forward to, bro. You know what I mean? She really gave me something to look forward to. And, like, I was like, I'm going to always make it to tomorrow. And that was just something that I knew would keep me living forever. Like, forever. Even when I tried to go do my little rants and suicidal moments. And tomorrow kept me so grounded. <laughs> and, and on that note, I can tell you from experience, um, personal experience, and then experience from other men that I've spoken with that uh, she's going to be your heart. Oh, she is. And you're never going to be able to say no. I never do. <laughs> she gets everything. Okay. All right. Everything, I swear. So a, a little bit ago, you were talking about March and Ash, and you work in the cannabis space. Yes, sir. Is that the first um, type of um, cannabis um, involvement that you've had? No, I um, actually worked in the illegal operations for two years. I just literally stepped out of there. I've been with March and Nash for three months only. Well, how was that, working in the... It was horrible. Okay. But I'm a, okay, it's yin and yang with everything. So the good part, if you want to be simple-minded about it, the money was great. I love the money. It was the people. It was the environment. It was the, the underage things, the extortion. The shootings, the killings, you know, the secrets. It, um, you even worked with people that try to keep your confidence down. I didn't even know that I had all the experiences that I had, man. You know, I'm very humble. So sometimes I could take somebody I just meet and I really like them. Them tell me something about myself and it really affects me. It makes me think about myself like, what is wrong with me? You know, so Deontay, when you talk about the black market, the black market, what, what, what is that now? What do you what do you mean? We call it trap shops. So, um, but the black market is um, using low quality products to conduct a cannabis business. You know, we sold TACO before I found out it was TACO. We sold the vitamin E acute oils, and I was just a guard before I became the bud tender. So, um, the stuff that I seen there, just because of that, and the way people acted mentally because of that. Gave me a huge passion, huge passion to not only step away from the business, but to do everything that I can to tell people because I have the power to. Nah, that ain't cool. Because Jay-Z did that as a Sagittarius. He made coke not, selling coke not being cool no more. He talked about it in a way where people didn't care about it no more. He, he got into where it stopped when he did Death of Autotune because it still kept going. What you're doing, uh, what you did in the illegal market or the black market, um, it sounded like you had, there were low quality products. Yes, sir. Okay. Low, low quality, quality people. Low quality I, I, people. Right. But I love a lot of them. But okay. the owners were definitely low quality. They were a mob. You know, cartels came up there. And chances are they weren't um, paying taxes or they weren't of course not okay i'm getting 1750 every monday 1750 every monday 1750 every monday okay. in an envelope all cash i done seen so much money in ones and fives like just because it's trap money does <laughs> or black market money excuse me but sure. 
you know i would throw that at my kids like what y'all want to do and i told my son the other day like that type of work i feel guilty about you know i'm making money i was securing people and i took my job very seriously i secured people i secured the bartenders i i did a lot but um i'm not proud of that Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of that. The people that got hurt, the people that felt insecure because of the people that I worked with, downing them because they spent $5 for a gram. Like the type of stuff I seen was high school. And one thing my Uncle Kenny, when I told him that before he died, he got it. And he was like, son, uh, I'm going to tell you something. That's, it is high school. So you mentioned, this is the second time you mentioned yes, your Uncle your Kenny. Uncle Rest Kenny. I love him. And I think I remember you saying at one time, Uncle Kenny was more than an uncle to you. He, he was, was a father figure. He was a father figure. The only father figure for myself that I ever felt in my life. Okay. And and he he lost his life at a black at market. Yeah. How, how did, can you talk about that? Of course I can. I'm going to um, talk about the last day I worked with him in that Sunday morning. Um, we were talking about his doctor visit, and he was like, man, the doctor told me to stop smoking cigarettes, man. He was still smoking it. He's saying that I'm about to get cancer or something. He's just smiling, and I'm like, man. He's like, but I'm okay. I'm like, nah, man, I'm ready to die. You know what I mean? I'm happy. And he was like, nah, man. He was like, man, I put my kids through college. I, I, I He was like, I just got an 11-year-old to worry about now. You got to live for your kids. I'll never forget him telling me that. So we had a nice night. I was knocking reggae and cameo because we were big cameo fans and stuff, and he left at 12. He comes back at 2 to pick up some some trap weed, black market weed. He's knocking rumors by Timex Social Club. I Keep that note. Okay. Hops out the car, and we got our schedule at that moment. The first thing he did when he looked at it was, hmm, that's weird. We're not working together. And, you know, this stopped me from being the kind of guy that's like an encouraging, enthusiastic friend that's like, get out of that. It's, don't be negative. or Because I should have heard him then because I was that kind of guy then. No, nah, we good. Look, I just got to work here two days watching the new shop that was four storefronts down. And then we're back together because he felt safe with me because I'm, I'm known in the, the hoods. You know what I mean? And every set out here, literally. So um, he goes in, buys his weed. He goes to Vegas to go see the stadium because, you know, Raiders is out there. Comes back Tuesday, and um, the bosses give me a, a, a specific order to not be out in front because I know a lot of people. They want me to just stay in the back. And we just got an extortion note that Monday that Kenny didn't know about because uh, our boss told us to delete it. So um, The extortion note said what? Tell the owner to call this number. It's important. And I was at the window when I got the note. I'm the one that gave the note to... Uh, my boss to put it into the group chat. Okay. So Kenny dropped past me at 701. I'm a big time checker, big into numerology and adding up numbers. So he drives past me and honk his horn three times and waves. <sighs> and that was the last time I saw my uncle, you know, because I was on the phone at 1139 at night doing a FaceTime call. You just hear, pop, 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 pop. They say it was seven shots, it was 10. And I have great cognition on my memory, and I know for a fact it was 10. I heard three cars drive past me. So I'm like, man, it's probably just somebody drive by. So I called Kenny's phone. He didn't answer. So I called my boss' phone. He said, man, Kenny got shot. And I just, you know, man, I went into the most emotional because he – Right, right. So it's – he bled out, you know what I mean? Sure. 
He got sure. shot through a main artery, and so he sure. died in under like 10 minutes, you know what I'm saying? So it sounds like in addition to getting some bad product, uh, you can literally lose your life yeah. trading at a black market store. Well, yeah, because not only is it in unincorporated areas where you can hold firearms and, you know, it's not really big legal action they can take in those areas against stuff like that but um, it's crosstowns and crosstown means it's gangs that's around other gang neighborhoods that ain't supposed to be there that's beefing or whatever mm-hmm. it's crosstowns that and it's it's set like that they they do it like that for that to do these underlying extortions and I got shot at two weeks before I worked with my uncle that's why we worked the last two weeks together I got shot at ten times I'm talking about bullets close because he put his hand right over the fence where I was standing Literally right here, he put his hand over the fence blindly, mm-hmm. shooting. I'm running with my cousin from uh from neighborhood from a set. And um man, yeah, you know, it actually put me in my uh my bag to never, you know, at that time walk around with my gun because uh I drove past the shooter car the next day with my daughter in a car. And man. So let's let's make sure that everyone understands that you have you're legally allowed to carry yes ccw okay. okay you you went through all the necessary paperwork because i did real uh security first okay i did real security first before i got into the illegal black market dispensary market i was uh supposed to be a trolley cop okay i was and, supposed to be a trolley cop and it also sounds to me like in addition to to getting some some a product that's going to damage you um it, you really have uh, the chance of, of of dying or getting shot if you trade at an illegal market because it sounds like a lot of shots mm-hmm. were, were taken at yourself and your uncle. It was four murders that and, happened since his murder. Okay, okay. So, so. It, it was evident that that was going, you know, luckily like none of us got touched. Rest in peace to my Uncle Kenny. But yeah, it's like that. Just kicking it outside with us is it's certain people that you know you can hang with. That okay. that's not going to happen. If I was outside with my uncle Kenny, it wouldn't have ran because okay. the politics of these gangs. You know what I mean? Because of how I'm tapped in, so that's why he felt safe with me. Because mm-hmm. you can't do nothing with me there. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's gonna be something that's gonna. Right. You know the rule in 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 sets is retaliation. So what's your automatically? What's your what's your advice to someone that? Don't go there. Don't go. Don't go where to the to the black market to the trap shop. Don't buy street weed. Don't buy low quality oils from a smoke shop. Don't even buy hemp products. That's that's still not even licensed to be researched mm-hmm. under California law. Why am I smoking hemp papers? Why am I smoking hemp blunts? Mm-hmm. I don't even know, like. I think that it's a time where people should really understand what they putting in their body. You telling me to drink milk? Why? Because it has calcium, but it comes from a cow, and you put a certain amount of, and I ain't going to say it because I don't want to stop people from drinking it, but you get what I'm saying. I want to know what I'm putting in my body first. I'm tired of being pushed or advertised or marketed or manipulated products, and I don't know what it is. And Martian Ash gave me the opportunity to understand the education of cannabis. I come from a part of the hood where... The stuff that I learned from Marcha Nash really changed their lives. And the people that I talked to on the floor, I had people cry and hug me on the floor. I've had all types of crazy reactions being a concierge with Marcha Nash. 
And I didn't know I could touch people like that because I'm used to garden. I'm used to. So also from a health standpoint, um, cannabis has has aided you. I was in a suicidal moment smoking that weed. I was still even at March and Nash. I was still smoking that uh, weed because it was cheap. Okay. You know, and it got me to my lowest point. So when I got with March and Nash, I'm going to tell you guys something. After my uncle died, I stopped working there. I I, I I was off anyway that Tuesday. So I went back that Thursday and what I didn't like about the black market business, and I don't care who watched this or hear this, was that they didn't care about it. They just kept running the program like nothing happened. Knocking music, turned up, like my uncle didn't just die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I called my boss dog. Yeah. Cause yeah. that was cold, bruh. So But I was homeless after that. Okay. I just didn't want to do nothing after that. I got, you know, I, I, I didn't do nothing after that. Okay. You okay. know, that sh- I was homeless for a long time. I was homeless for like almost a year. I was homeless working at March and Ash, sleeping in my car, helping people. So I was going to Starbucks every morning at five, like sitting outside the lot at five in the morning, waiting till they open, reading these books till I go to work, writing notes, going to work, acting like none of this stuff is going on. Get off. Don't know where to go. Don't know, and I'm used to that feeling because my mom kicked me out at 16, so it's like it was really weighing me down. You know what I mean? Like now I'm working here, and the only thing that I feel like I could live for, because at that time I didn't have my kids to see either, was really helping people. I took it real serious. Sure. I took it real serious. I didn't know none of this stuff would happen working with Martinez, I swear. So I think that that earlier in in your life, though, you talked about, um, we talked about the fact that uh, you had asthma yeah i did and i did i had horrible asthma i wasn't allergic i was allergic to milk dog fur i'm still allergic to dust and mildew and mold but i had a horrible i didn't drink milk as a baby so what what eventually helped you weed cannabis for sure i started smoking cannabis at an age that um i'm not going to say just because i don't want you know i don't promote that but i will say this that um it was the most prolific and enlightening thing for myself ever in my life because my mom didn't understand it. She comes from a time where marijuana is looked that bad. Mm-hmm. But cannabis for sure, to this day, man, I'm surprised I'm still breathing like this, man. Like, I, I, I'm performing shows. I had horrible asthma. I was on Advir. It doesn't get no, at that time when Advir came out, that was a straight steroid shot. And I used to get high off that medication. Honestly, I, I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I just used to puff it and puff it and puff it and puff it because I like being so wherever it took me. It was, mm-hmm. you know, lightheaded and kind of cut your blood off. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. sure. So the, the cannabis really helped your asthma? For sure. Okay. Especially right. because when you think about it like that, too, I'm over here trying to, I didn't know that was me chasing the high. But when I got high off cannabis, it was not like that. It was a super abrupt boom when I did it off albuterol and Advir. Quick, four minute. This was something where I felt my face smile. Does that mm-hmm. make sense how I'm putting it? Sure. I felt sure. my whole face smile, my eyes like really like, whoa, like I'm not, I wasn't used to that. And you know, street weed wasn't bad like that then. It wasn't all these oils and you know what I mean? Right. Right. It was right. still it was still clean to get weed off the day. <laughs> well, you you also mentioned a few minutes ago performing, and we haven't talked about that part. Yeah, I'm sorry. You dude. are a performer of some type. 
I'm a um I'm a CEO of an LLC. It's called Thirty Three Genie Gang. It's about promoting um angel numbers and being a genie, having your own manifestation. Okay. And and what kind of performance? What kind of what do you do you sing? I, do you I do every genre. I have okay. a new genre coming out that we're really trying to brand called it's grunge rap, uh rock with rap, like Allison Chains type grunge rock. Okay. Specifically um, blended with a lot of different melodies of trap. Sounds amazing. Sounds okay. amazing because I'm a huge, um, I love music, period. I'm not just a hip hop fan. I'm a huge rock fan. Okay. I'm not just a rock fan. I'm a huge old school <laughs> fan. You know what I mean? And it goes yeah. EDM. It goes because I like, I'm into the frequency of music. You know what I'm saying? So music has played a big oh, part in your life. What? Okay. Cannabis and music? If I didn't have, I feel like if I didn't have those two things, I would not be here. Of course, my kids, you know, sure. came inside, but along the whole picture of everything, yes, because music was the high before I found cannabis, and then having those two highs together, I feel like it gave me the entourage effect. So what's your message to uh, young people that um, are trying to get into cannabis um, and, and they're trying to find a maybe perhaps a safe way to get into it. What Are we talking about adolescents? Sure. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> it's right. a no. Um, and I'm strongly promoting that because of the data that we both known we acquired okay. an adolescent's brain isn't ready for those decisions. I, a kid like my mom always need to say a kid just needs to be a kid. Okay. You know, and I'm not saying uh, there's there's no right for me to say that smoking cannabis is an adult use thing, but for sure it is. I don't feel like that nowadays kids' brains are ready to handle the kind of changes it can have like we could handle back then because of the stigmas and the stuff that's out nowadays. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's a different energy. It's a lot of stuff going on. And the environment matters where it's grown too. And so I'm like, no, keep your IQ. Don't get no psychosis. You don't need to smoke because it seems like we're glorifying it in music. Remember, we're talking to adults. Kids like the music. <laughs> We're talking to adults. You know what I mean? We're making music for the adults. So, But no, I'm a huge advocate of saying no to that passionately. Okay. I do not want no kids to smoke anything, no hemp, no nothing, no vapes, no. Please just be a kid. I make sure that I keep my kids' innocence all the time. Okay, good, good. So what's, what's the future hold for Deontay? Where, where are you going with all the knowledge that you've acquired from um, your experiences in life, uh, March and Ash, uh, the shootings, um, your children? Where Where's Deontay headed? I want to really get my hand in everything. March and Ash has their hands in youth programs. I really want to get into that, and I want to talk to the kids. You know, even as far as outreach for homeless, I really am into the whole environment and energy of helping and love. So the future for Deontay is working with, with youth, spreading. Working with youth, okay. spreading knowledge, of course. Uh, of course, the, the music is um, something that's just moving on its own. Statistically, it's been doing amazingly well. We um, got a, a deal with Live Nation to do these shows and and a contract string line. We're going to OC next month. I want to make that a company thing. I'm definitely uh, talking to Martin Nash about that. And those are production uh, companies? Uh, I guess that's what you can call it. It's a show company? The, the Live Nation. Yeah, dude. Right, Live, Live Nation. Nation. They put on uh, concerts. shows, concerts yes. Yes. throughout 
uh, California, uh, the every, nation? Every, the nation. Okay. Yeah, the nation. And you performed for them already? Yes, I did a show with a DJ Quick recently, okay. uh, November 30th. That's actually my sister's birthday. Okay. My little sister. And it was an amazing night. That was actually a night Brett came out to the show and um, seen me out there. And um, Tom shot the photo. Shout out to Tom. Joe came out there. It was an amazing night, but you could see it on Brett's face at that time, too. Like, wow, you know, it was like, and humbly, man, I I, I love it. You know, it's crazy when you can speak things into existence, bro. Right. I think that's right after after Brett saw that, he contacted me and I'm gonna said. I'm going to tell you something about Brett. Okay, tell me something. Because I love the story that you shared when you was like, I tell people that they pay for the books and Brett just puts his hand down. Okay. You know, yeah. think about people like Blake, Brett, Chris. They're so humble. Yes. John. And the thing about it is, is that they're so incredibly humble that it hurts them how humble they are. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think you mentioned, uh, so that everyone has a context, uh, the books. Um, I teach a class through um, a local college called the business of business of cannabis and for as long as I've been teaching it for about three or four years uh, March and Ash has paid for the books and the class is every time I teach it is full uh, 35 40 students so that's what Deontay was talking about but yes March and Ash they're, they're very humble hello and, and I think that they also uh, can see good in people and can see positive energy in people and that's what they saw and they see in you. Man, yeah. Brett, I cried about that. So Brett, um, I told him my situation about being homeless and, you know, sleeping in my car and I see my kids and, you know, that's the only thing I'm living for. And so um, not only did he give me an opportunity to stay, he told me that he would help me get a place. He told me that he would help me find a therapist to get a family feel you know i just want that family feel you know and that's what i always told him is that i don't have my mom to tell me she's proud of me had my grandma to call me to say she loved me and they live in the same city all because i'm just a rape baby you know what i'm saying you know sometimes that stigma make me feel weird man you know it killed me because like damn i wish i like i loved my mom when i was a kid you know what i'm saying i went hard for and yeah, I was a boy, and you know, we, we testosterone as hell. You know, I boxed for six years. She put me in boxing. She was a boxer for 12. And, you know, I did things I'm not proud of, but I was the black sheep of my family, you know? So once again, we're circling back to, <laughs> this was, no, no, this was an amazing mother you had, actually. She was. A military. She and was an amazing she, mother. She boxed? She boxed. She, uh, she did everything. She was a head of, uh, assistant of Homeland Security. Okay. And I actually uh, put a job in jeopardy because I was a political guy. My stuff got on the news and her job saw it. But that's when I figured NDA's out. If Deontay is talking to um, young people, because yeah. okay, you say you want to talk to young people. I do. Deontay is talking to young people. What, what are you going to be saying to them? I mean, we're talking because you're going to probably say, well, how young? So probably high school. You're talking to high school okay, people. Okay, we could start there. Yeah. So they're they're like uh, what um, 16, 17 to 18, maybe right. 15. Maybe let's go 15. Yeah. Okay. Support team for the fall babies. I'm a fall baby. Hello. Okay. But, um, I did that. That's on my resume. I um I did high school tours when I was 16. My mom kicked me out. Um, met a guy named Chad Fairlong, who actually uh 
gave me, well, we went on tour with Sean William Scott's brother and his mom. I got photos and tour catalog and stuff. But um, that was my first time actually speaking to high school students and being transparent and doing this thing. Mm -hmm. It was actually um, the start of the wave of me being very transparent. You know what I'm saying? And when you say transparent, transparent for what, me what, means what are you honesty. talking about? Uh, transparent for me means uh, just fully honest, comfortable. Okay. There's no j shake, no jitter. There's no body language that's exerting anything uncomfortable because it's a whole package. You know what I mean? All right. So as we 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 get to the end, tell me a little bit about your children. I can tell you so much about them. Um, one is named Tomorrow. Yeah, Tomorrow. Which is very, which is very fascinating. Thank Who you. came up with that name? Uh, me and her mom. Okay. Yeah, me and her mom. Her middle name is Kaya. It's Japanese for forgiving woman. Okay. And, mm. and your son is not a junior because you want him to have his own identity. Right, but he has my middle and last name, Lamar Grayson. So now uh, you, you've talked about, um, talked about your, your background, talked about your kids, yeah. talked about uh, Uncle Kenny. Yeah. I talked about your music a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So now with March and Ash, what do you what do you see yourself going with March and Ash? As far as I can go. I, I always said um, recently, I've been saying, man, it's going to be a 33% off day because 33 is my number. And um, I'm, I'm going to be behind the counter. It's going to be my own whatever. And I'm going to be still doing the humble feel, giving the knowledge. And always, it's nothing. I'm, no matter how far I go, public figure-wise, March and Ash is going to be tied to me. I'm doing everything that I can, not only to stay sold in, but I'm doing everything that I can to show not just loyalty, but that I'll do anything okay. for them. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So with that in mind, when's your next show? Sometime in January. Um, they haven't given me a specific date yet, but we have two that's coming up in January in OC in Santa Ana. And what should people be looking for? Should they be looking for Deontay or? My artist name is uh, 33 Uh It means thousand, slang word for thousand. It's spelled like thousand with wow at the end. Okay. Yeah. I, um, got a Spotify, Apple Music. It's, it's, um, it's been magnificent. The music is amazing. The music speaks for itself. Everything's freestyle. So, and it's every type of beat and genre. I got R and B. I'm singing R and B songs. I'm doing everything, you know. So it's amazing. It's dope to kind of get that '90s feel of an artist being an artist instead of. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and when you when you do your shows, you you uh, put a shout out for March and Ash. I definitely I did. Okay. I definitely gave a huge shout out recently to Brad March and Ash for changing my life. It was um, amazing to do it on a grand stage like that as well. And people out there was. It was a great, uh, a great reception I received humbly, um, you know. So, Deontay, you've held several different positions in the both the black market and the legal market with March and Ash. Yes, sir. Can you talk about the difference? What's the difference being in the, you know, in the black market and then coming over and the positions you held um, and you're, you're holding in March and Ash? The big difference is it's pretty simple for the black market. You walk up, the customer is going to walk up. They're going to look through. First off, it's only three strands of weed in 100 jars. I want you to remember that. It's three strands of weed, and it's 100 jars. They look through, and they think everything smells different, and they just, let me get a 20. Because, you know, it's, 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 it's street dealing. It's, 
Marcha Nash, when you're behind that counter and you see a customer that does not know, but she's overwhelmed with all the products, and you know what to give her and talk to her about, you should see the reaction, especially from the person it comes from, especially when you actually care. You know, one thing about butt tenders that I notice is that they want to be quick and get a sale, go to the next one. No, I'm going to sit there two hours with that lady, no matter how old she is, and I want to hear every problem she has with her because I want to give her the right product. I don't want her to, you know, if like if it's something I could do to change somebody's life and I'm working around something that I'm passionate about already and it could change somebody's life, I'm going to spend that time to. So Marching Ash gave me the opportunity to really do that. Nobody got on me for spending extensive time with a customer ever, ever. So it sounds like what happens is you you know about, you've learned about the product and then when the customer comes in, you learn what the customer needs. Right. I'm a big, uh, I care about people a lot. Okay. And you, you try to match that, right. their needs with the product that you have. Right. So in, in, in closing, maybe so that people can get more of a, uh, a link to you or with you, is I understand you're, you, you went to a local high school. Yeah, I went to uh, Kearney for my ninth grade year. I went to Morris for my 10th grade, and I went to Lincoln High School for my junior year. That was the last and only year I finished high school. I didn't go to school for, I didn't finish school. Okay. I didn't go to, yeah, I didn't, yeah. But, but you're a product, your your education, a lot of your education is a product of the public school system and. Me reading. And, and you reading? Yeah, my mom's a big dictionary baby Okay, with me, so, and when it came to uh, my culture and what I know about myself as not just saying I'm black, my mom was big on me not telling people that I'm black. You're Jamaican and Panamanian and Nigerian. These are your cultures. These are your languages. Tell to me nice champion. You know what I'm saying? And all that stuff. So, like, when he came to that, just knowing how my mom kind of put me out there, it just showed me when even when I came to neighborhoods and set that I don't think like the regular homie that gangbang with me. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. I don't think like I get it. Because I was always the weird, open-minded guy. Now it's dope, you know what I'm saying? Because it's cool to be open-minded now, you know what I mean? I come from a time where being dark-skinned out here in San Diego was a horrible time for me. Horrible. I did not want to live no more. I remember I used to scratch my face, bro, in seventh grade in the mirror, bro, wishing that I was not dark-skinned, bro, because I did not like the stuff I was hearing. You know, we come from a time where weird wasn't the weird word. It was the other words to call you weird. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm talking about? I ain't going to say it, but it's like we come from that. You know what I mean? So, like, I heard it all. You know what I mean? So, like, man, like, I love the fact that life just changes. The world changes how you see it for your movie. You know, that's why manifestation to me is such a real thing. So I, I know that um, with regard to this podcast, um, some of, if not all, which is probably a great deal, of uh, your, your fan, your listening fans from your music mm-hmm. uh, will want to hear this and get a little insight into Deontay. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, I'm going to just say like this. The hood is ready for this. They, they, they already hyped up about it. The, my Instagram has been kind of... Uh, <laughs> So they want to hear what Deontay has to say. Yeah, make sure I represent right, you know. Okay, all right. Make sure I represent right, but I feel like we both did that. You're an amazing journalist. Look, I'm going to go ahead and give you that. You know how to do your thing, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Listen, I want to thank you, Deontay, for um, your time and sharing yourself 
with um, you know Cannabis Enlightened and with the public here. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people that listening that are listening to this or are going to be listening to it are going to appreciate what you have to say, and they'll probably reach out to you. Um, it's an absolute pleasure, and I hope they do. If you want to reach out to me, my Instagram is at 33-T-H-O-U-W-O-W. Okay. Instagram, hit me up. All right. Thank you very much, Dante. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I ain't got no time to debate. I'm not trying to go back and forth with you. What do you need? A half or eight? I spoke to the face and you know that I'll be there in 33 minutes. She was surprised when I bust in three minutes. I ain't got time to be fucking on you. Can't find out that I'm back to the chicken. Right. Put right out the solar system. Then it is at the mind of the major. On the E-Way, follow me for days. I'm a life changer in the hell race. You want a fresh cut? Wait.